the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, and this hour, my guest is Bill Donahue, uh, who is the chairman of W. Donahue & Company, uh, which is a nationally registered investment advisor uh, that does so-called proactive uh, management uh, account, and you'll, you'll hear what that's all about. Uh, welcome to the show, Bill. Good to be here. Uh, let's just start a little bit with uh, some of your background so that people understand uh, what your uh, background has been. People may be familiar with the Mo- Donahue uh, Money Fund Average. You're the person who came up with that a long time ago. And Just tell us a, a little bit about your background in the investment business. Now, I've actually been uh, in the uh, money management business uh, or the money advisory business for about 40 years now. Uh, I started out with uh, in corporate cash management and then moved into money market mutual funds, publishing the uh, uh, Donnie's money fund report, and then as uh, 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 interest rates started to come down in the 80s, uh, we moved into Donahue's uh, money letter, which was an investment newsletter focusing on, on mutual funds, and in 86, we started up uh, W.E. Donahue and Company uh, to manage money for our, our subscribers. Uh, quite a few of them were interested. We actually had about 43,000 subscribers at one time. And uh, uh, it's been really interesting. It's, it's been wa- interesting to watch the uh, uh, the way people invest change over the years. It was first of all money market funds, and then no load mutual funds, and then the discount brokers got involved. And uh, it's interesting now. It's gotten back to to load mutual funds where people are paying a fee for what they used to get free. And why, and that, why are they willing to pay what they were used to get for free? Well, I think uh, uh, what had happened is over the years, people were convinced that uh, uh, there was a good idea to do asset allocation, t- uh, to select uh, 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 different types of, of style boxes of funds, uh, I think uh, uh, Morningstar convinced a lot of people that it made sense to be in small cap growth or large cap growth funds and then to allocate your money among those and then you needed an expert uh, to do that. But in reality, what happened is the experts uh, sold you uh, mutual funds and then never did anything. Kind of an automatic pilot, I guess. Yeah, it's very, very disappointing. You know, you would think that people would say, well, if all those choices are out there and the, the market, uh, 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 fluctuates from time to time, that I would like somebody who would pay attention to what was going on and I would want to, uh, uh, to move from one type of, of mutual fund to another, uh, based on where the best opportunities were and since there was so much data out there, and all you really need to do was to rank funds on uh, how they were uh, growing uh, and invest in those that, that were growing the fastest. It wasn't that difficult. Um, uh, but uh, apparently people convinced people of this uh, and and big names, big advertising, you know, T. Rowe Price was important and Vanguard was important and all these 
wonderful stories uh, got distributed, um, people thought, well, you know, we must be stupid, uh, so therefore we need an expert. And I don't, I don't know that that's necessary. So, so what is the problem, for the most part, with the way people are investing in mutual funds today, where you say most of the assets have gone into load funds instead of no-load funds? Well, you take a simple example. Uh, um, you know, in the last seven years, three of those seven years, the stock market has gone down. Yet, uh, of the, the roughly a 1,000 mutual fund families, uh, there are probably less than a dozen that have a fund that will is designed to profit as uh, the stock market declines. And you have to say, why is that? But they, they, they've convinced you that, that the market can go, only go up, so therefore uh, they're not going to sell you a fund that, that, that will make money as the market goes down. On the other hand, Things like uh, a Ridex and Pro Funds uh, uh, are, are fund families that offer these services, and there are experts who who have dealt with those. Not that we've dealt that long, because it's taken a while for people to get into that. We we actually have been doing proactive investing for for ten years, which makes us you know uh, kind of uh, we've been around for a long time doing this. Why is it, um, do you think fund groups do not offer short-oriented funds? Um, because I, I don't think they ever want to think that the, the market can go down, and therefore if you think it will only go up, you leave the money in longer, and the longer the money is with them, the more profitable the relationship is to them. If you sell, you might not buy their fund again. So you're saying that, that the fund fees that they're uh, earning are really driving their behavior, not trying to... Yeah, and, and, and when you think about it, actually, uh, uh, mutual funds are, are designed to be run for the benefit of the shareholders. I mean, that's really how a mutual fund regulation began. It began to protect the interest of the shareholders. Yet... Um, I went to a recent uh, a conference of the mutual fund industry, and their theme was um, uh, shareholders first, mm-hmm. and noticed, uh, to my surprise, they had not invited one. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't invited a shareholder. They didn't want to hear from them. They wanted to figure out how to keep them in funds that that only did one thing and didn't really provide the full service um, and to make more money for the fund managers and less for the fund, fund investors. So what kind of returns have people been earning uh, in mutual funds, say, in the 2000s, uh, you know, compared to earlier decades, compared to the market averages, and kind of has it been worth paying the management fees? Well, uh, let's let's look at uh, uh, since since the year two thousand, since since uh, 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 the uh, the markets peaked uh, at, at when the dot coms sort of crashed. Uh, the last seven years, most people have been lucky to break even, hmm. and uh, that's not very good. Yet, none of the fund families tried to make money when the market went 
down, and there are funds that are designed to make money when the market goes down or when the market goes up. Nobody tried. Um, and then uh, a lot of those uh, same funds were offered through uh, 401k plans. And while it sounds good that your employer would match part of your contribution so that, that you would you would have more in this sort of convenient forced savings account, uh, many uh, 401k investors uh, over the last seven years have just been throwing good money after bad. They've literally uh, made less uh, than than what they, they put in. So they ended up with less money that, rather than more money. That uh, because the market went down, it took a long time for people to recover the losses they had in 2000, 2001, that kind of thing. And you're saying that the management fees have um, themselves made people Not so much the management fees, but, but the performance has not been very good. You, you get three down years, and then and maybe you get four up years, and, and, and you're lucky to, to make money. And uh, uh, that's not going to help you very much. I mean, you know, if you'd have made money in the down years, I mean, like we made... Uh, I think it was 16% in 2002 because we invested in funds that made money as the stock market went down. As a matter of fact, compared to Vanguard, you would have had uh, uh, twice as much money at the end of, of 2002 uh, as you would have had you invested in Vanguard. Well, this gets to the core of what you do, which is uh, so-called proactive uh, management. Yeah, we, we we try to use the correct tools in the correct market, and to uh, uh, to make money from that, um, and, and also to recognize trends that are going on uh, that uh, can can really provide wealth for you. For example, the last four years, yes, the U.S. stock market has been going up. But the uh, foreign stock market's been going up a lot faster. So how do you um, identify these trends as where you want to put money? Well, it's not too hard with, with the international stock markets. If, if the dollar is weakening, uh, typically uh, foreign stock markets are, are making more money. If they're ri- ri- uh, if those if you're going to say investing in exchange trade funds. Uh, that are uh, investing in foreign stocks, and those are going up faster than U.S. markets. Um, there's two ways to make money. You're making money because the market is going up, and two, you're, you're making money because uh, every day when you price those stocks, uh, uh, you're, real, you're realizing an extra profit because... When you price them in U.S. dollars, they're worth more. So how, how have your ETF funds been doing the last few years? Uh, ETFs have been actually doing quite well, and, and also small cap stocks. Uh, uh, there's a, a real trend going on right now that I think is, is, is significant to look at. And, and that is um, that, Remember back in the, the 80s when, when the SNLs were, were sort of getting out of, out of favor and they weren't making money? Mm-hmm. Well, today what's happening is some of the larger uh, capitalization 
companies like uh, GM and Ford and Chrysler. Uh, I mean, these were, these, these were the, the great uh, uh, blue-chip stocks, um, and, and it makes sense that the big companies ought to do well. Uh, they're not doing well. And the reason they're not doing well is because uh, some of their best customers are in China, not here in the United States, and they shouldn't. They doesn't make any sense for Chrysler and and Ford and General Motors to be building cars here in America uh, when most of them are being bought in in China and China and and Asia. What you want to do is get rid of the the, the companies uh, or the the uh, uh, Factories here in America, and uh, invest over in uh, uh, in China and build factories over there. And indeed, uh, Ford and General Motors are they literally dominate the auto production markets in China. Chrysler, on the other hand, uh, doesn't even have a, a a foothold over there. Yeah. Okay, we're going to come back. Uh, this is uh, Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Bill Donahue, who's the chairman of W. Donahue Company, who does proactive uh, investment management. Um, and it's a very interesting, different way of looking at uh, managing your money and using mutual funds. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back right after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Business. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour on The Money Answer Show is Bill Donahue, a chairman of W. Donahue & Company, uh, which uh, is an expert in so-called proactive uh, management of accounts. Welcome back to the show, Bill. My pleasure. Let's describe exactly how this proactive investment works. You're looking at various sectors uh, within the market, and what are you looking on to see where you want to be going into and where you want to be getting out? What, what are the, the uh, how, how does that work? Well, we basically have, have three three different strategies. One strategy is we call sector rotation, where we're basically looking at uh, either uh, uh, industries or countries. Uh, that are uh, where leadership is ro- rotating. The second is is high high return, uh, where we're looking at uh, uh, at high yield investments and finding a strategy to make money there. And the third uh, is, uh, 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 is 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 more of a uh, 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 a long short kind of strategy where. We're really looking for when is when is the market generally going up and when is it going down and you know that doesn't always work all the time but you know when, when the opportunity presents itself and the stock market starts declining uh, it's it's nice to make money when others are losing <laughs> and, and that's what happened in two thousand two thousand two as you're saying as you were in, in two thousand two particularly but you know two thousand one two thousand two two thousand three we did extremely well. So you were in the short funds that benefit if the stock market uh, falls, is what you're saying, and, and all the other yes. funds were not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, most most people didn't use them. In, I think it was kind of new to to many people, uh, and uh, uh, we had been well ahead of this market uh, in terms of of studying that uh, strategy for a, for a long time. But basically, if you look at our our uh, a sector rotation strategy. What we're doing is we're looking at a, a rapidly growing uh, a number of exchange traded funds. Now, exchange traded funds are mutual funds that trade like stocks. You can buy them long. You can sell them short. Uh, in some cases, you can buy them uh, where they're they're leveraged. For example, I can buy a fund that. Does twice what the S and P five hundred does if the, if the market goes up or down. I can invest in a uh, an inverse fund, one that, that makes money because the market's going down. So I've got those those choices, and there, uh, uh, given all of the different uh, uh, countries and industries, I probably you know got a few hundred to choose from. So what we'll do is we'll uh, look at the performance of those funds each and every day and uh, rank them on accelerating performance. If it's going up faster in a short-term period than a long-term period, then the performance is not only going up, but it's accelerating. So we're looking for the ones that are near the top of the list and we're also looking, standing back from it and looking at, at a, a, uh, um, a, as a, as a longer term 
kind of trend. We're not we're not trying to to pick up uh, you know a movement of a day or two, but you know something that really has a trend that's going up uh, you know ne- over the next two or three months. So typically, how long do you stay in the sector when you get into that sector? Um, usually, two or three months is is, is typical. Um, uh, we we'd love to stay in longer. Sometimes we can stay in. We actually earned some long-term capital gains uh, a couple of years ago uh, where we're in for over a year. That's pretty um, unusual, you're saying. It's, it's, it's unusual, uh, uh, but on the other hand, you know, some of these uh, international uh, ETFs have been going up uh, pretty dramatically. I mean, for example, uh, uh, Mexico, Latin America, well, they, they've had a great track record for the last three or four years. And so you've been in those and just stuck with them, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, and, and they've been really, really good choices. For example, let's take, take Brazil. You know, you, you gotta say, what do I want to be in Brazil? You know, Brazil is just a little country down in South, South America. Well, here's a country that, um, uh, in a year is going to be, uh, uh, energy independent. I mean, they're not going to need oil or energy from anybody else. Yeah, it's because of the ethanol they have from sugar is basically what's happening. Because basically they've got got entire oceans of sugarcane, and as they 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 grow sugarcane, they're not only able to to make the sugarcane and and, and blend it with with oil to make ethanol, uh, but also they're using the the uh, uh, sugarcane stalks, uh, to provide power to make the, the ethanol. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Saudi Arabia doesn't have, have, is not, uh, energy independent. <laughs> yes. So you're saying you've been in the Brazil fund for quite a while and done very well with it? Yeah, that, that's been good. And they're also diversified in that they, they've been doing a lot of, uh, of good natural resources business with, with, with China. Yeah. So give me a sense of the performance of the three different sectors you talked about, the sector rotation fund, the international uh, ETF fund, the high-yield fund, and I guess the long-short fund is a separate one. How have these done compared to the averages? Uh, well, they, most of them, uh, since well, nearly all of them since, since they were initiated have outperformed uh, uh, their, their standards. Uh, uh, they've beaten the S&P 500. They, they've beat, beaten IFA, uh, uh, which is the, the international index, um, uh, since it, since they started. Uh, now they're not, you know, always consistent. But uh, uh, you, when you're you're investing for the long term for your retirement, and you're looking out three or four years. Yeah, you got a good chance of, 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 of beating most of the alternatives. Um, most of the funds, uh, traditional funds, have not done very well. Um, although, you know, you, you find some that have, but uh, we've had times when, when we've beaten over a five-year period every fund in existence. Hmm. Um, maybe you should tell people how to uh, contact your organization if they want to find out more about this. Sure. We're, we're actually we're located in Norwood, Massachusetts. Is where where we're, we're based. Uh, phone number is one eight hundred six four two four two seven six, or you can find us uh, on the internet uh, at 
www.donoghue.com. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about the funds themselves. What are the minimum uh, investments in them, and what kind of measurements well, are involved? Well, we're, we're do-gooders trying to do well. I mean, you know, we're pretty reasonable with, with people. And, and, and uh, our minimums could be, uh, you know, twenty or $30,000, uh, although most of our clients are, are, are larger than that. Uh, we tend to use the Rydex and Pro Funds which are traditional funds, um, uh, if, if it's less than, say, $30,000. Because there, uh, if you deal directly with Rydex and Pro Funds, there are no transaction fees and there, there are no load funds. If, you're, if you have $50,000, $100,000, then it's probably cheaper to deal with the exchange-traded funds. Uh, because, you know, your, your, your trades are, you know, what, seven bucks or nine, nine ninety five at TD Waterhouse. Pretty reasonable. Um, and, uh, 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 that's a pretty, that's a pretty good, good, uh, cheap way to, to, to trade, uh, portfolios. So we, we try to keep our, our, our transaction costs down to be in Essentially, no load mutual funds or exchange traded funds. Don't pay a lot of attention to the to the the management fee because we're we're dealing so cheaply. Uh, and uh, uh, we we try to get the greatest value out of the portfolio, not just cut the cost. And what's interesting is I, I did a study recently comparing. Traditional mutual funds with uh, uh, separate accounts, which is what we do essentially. We we manage uh, an account for a client uh, that is a separate account mm-hmm. um, uh, where the money is in your in your name. It's it, uh, and it's, it's kept kept in your name at your broker. Um, and the average alpha, which is the the extra value. Uh, measure uh, at a fund was minus 0.74 beta or uh, about 0.74 basis points which means basically they were adding a value of minus three quarters of a percent a year whereas a, se- a separate account was adding a value of 0.7 Five a year, so you're really much better off in in a, a a separate account. And while you have to pay a separate management fee in a separate account, there's plenty of room to afford that. So the reason that mutual funds were losing three quarters of a percent and separate accounts were gaining it uh, was the level of fees or the rates of return that people were earning. I'm still not clear why. Oh. Mutual funds love to make money every way they can. They like to make it make in the trading costs. They like to make it uh, in, in 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 the turnover rate. Uh, they they like to make it you know in a load in a twelve b one fee. Uh, I mean, mutual funds, even so called no load mutual funds, have all kinds of fees broken into them. I, to be honest with you, I, I'm very 
I've been in this business 40 years, and I'm just real disappointed in mutual funds and the way they act and, and the way they don't try to cut the cost for investors. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and again, my guest uh, this hour is Bill Donahue, uh, chairman of W. Donahue & Company, uh, that does proactive uh, management of uh, funds in a way that's different from mutual funds. Hope you're enjoying this, and we'll be back after this. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on The Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. It has been said that to live is to choose, but to choose well, you must know who you are and what you stand for, where you want to go, and why you want to get there. On Reap What You Sow with host, performance management specialist, and executive coach, Alana Daly, achievement and success through expanding yourself and your life is available at the click of a mouse. Reap through redefining your goals. Educate your mind, your body, your conscious, and unconscious. Apply what you learn and plan, and it shall be success over and over again, and wealth result when you Reap regularly. Reap what you sow with Alana Daily, broadcast each Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Reap what you sow, learn the rules of the game, then play better than anyone else. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. And my guest this hour is Bill Donahue, uh, the chairman of W. Donahue & Company, which is a money manager of so-called proactive uh, management style. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Good to be back. Let's talk about bonds a little bit. Um, You've been saying they've been, that they've been getting scary lately, haven't they? It, it has been getting scary, particularly what's going on in the mortgage-backed securities market and the crunch in the subprime and all the foreclosures there and the, the bailout by Bear Stearns and all that. Um, but you know, actually, the irony is the uh, the government bond funds are riskier than than the high yield bond funds. And why is that? That is because when interest rates go up, the value of government bond funds goes down. Well, is that not true with mortgage-backed securities as well? 
not necessarily uh, uh, they can be a little bit more volatile, but they can be fairly predictable. Uh, we, we've done very well with, with uh, high-yield uh, bond funds. We've got one portfolio that has earned over 10% a year for the last 10 years and has done so with a standard deviation, which is a measure of risk, uh, below 4 it's it's about the lowest uh, lowest risk uh, high yield investment in America. What kind of yield? Ten percent of the total return. What kind of yields are they actually earning when they're in high yield funds? There. Well, they they've they've averaged uh, over ten percent uh, uh, for the portfolio, which is very good. Yeah. You so think about why, it. why are you saying that high yield funds are less risky? Uh, than government bond funds when interest rates well, are because, uh, because, you see, m- most uh, people who sell high-yield bond funds uh, are load funds or they're, uh, they're uh, uh, managers who really don't want you to trade those funds. They say, well, if you invest, you've got to stay for at least you know three months, six months. And by doing so, um, you end up with a, a, a rather um, boring portfolio. <laughs> and uh, um, if, you know, what's the value of a fund that hasn't traded, or a bond that hasn't traded in six months? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You see, so the, the prices aren't necessarily current, and uh, there's enough time in, in those stale prices before they adjust for you to recognize that there's a problem and get out of them. And by 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 trading high yield bond funds uh, and getting out when when they start to decline in value and getting back in when they start to rise. You can do quite well. What is your current situation with a high yield fund? Is it that investment? We're out of high yield bond funds right now. We're sitting in cash, uh-huh. and and uh, as soon as we see uh, that uh, values start rising again, then we'll move back in. So what, now, what in a government is- bond fund, uh, the, the the risk is that the the longer the maturity, the higher the risk it is. The, the, the safer it is, the higher the, the probability that it will, it will lose money in a rising interest rate market. And um, you really got to watch yourself. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like investing in government bonds. That's different than investing in government bond funds. They have maturities. At some point, they're going to pay off their maturity. They're going to pay off the value at maturity. Whereas in a government bond funds, there is no such thing as a maturity. They'll pay whatever they're worth uh, when you when you try to sell them. And if, if if interest rates have gone up, they've gone down in value. I will guarantee you. What has been your history with getting in and out of the high yield funds? What have been some timing, and has that worked out for you? Uh, we end up trading about three times a year, um, and. Uh, as an alternative uh, to a to a long-term fixed income uh, uh, portfolio, uh, we've outperformed most of our competitors. 
at a lower risk. We haven't had the volatility because basically by avoiding uh, the the uh, declines in value, um, we're not there when the when the problem is there. And then you get in when it's cheaper, when it's already taken its uh, fall, and then you're getting some value there. Is the idea exactly? And and because the values move so slowly, we have time to recognize that in our our, our monitoring system and get back in. Now it means that some funds, uh, mutual funds won't let us back in because they don't want us to trade, and we just say to them, okay. We're not coming back in. And it always turns out that when we're ready to come back in, they let us in. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are ETFs using junk bonds these days as well. Do you use some of those as well? Uh, there are ETFs using junk bond funds. Uh, actually, we tend not to use those as much. And what's interesting about those is because they're tied to uh, uh High yield indexes, they rather than than the, the bonds themselves, they tend to be um, a lot more volatile, and they tend to uh, fluctuate a lot faster, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little more difficult to 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 manage a portfolio of them. But we'll use them if, if it makes sense, but. Uh, uh, we're better off in a traditional bond fund. So that's on the more conservative. Your three offerings: the high yield is the most conservative income-oriented uh, vehicle, basically. And yeah, it's our most conservative. Also, you do these with annuities. Tell us a little bit about how you manage proactively inside variable annuities. Well, annuities are are are, are interesting. There's there's about 1.4 trillion dollars in variable annuities that have been purchased by investors, say, in the last seven or eight years. Uh, give you some idea, that's approximately how much money is in uh, uh, mutual funds in 401Ks. That's a huge amount of money. Yeah. But because they're sold at a fairly high load, um, You don't necessarily want to buy them. Uh, they're expensive, and um, uh, your the more you pay your advisor uh, to sell you an annuity, the less likely it is they will manage the annuity. There are no load variable annuities from the from two. There are a few, uh, but you wouldn't want them mainly because. The, the ones they have are, are, are pretty bad choices. You, you want to buy an annuity uh, that has some pretty decent choices in it. You want one, particularly one that has, has RIDEX or, or ProFunds uh, uh, separate accounts in the annuity. Um, there you have a broader range of choices, and uh, uh, there you can get get a professional to to manage your money within the annuity, and 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 that's not a bad deal. I, we do a lot of that. We actually manage money in annuities. We're one of the few advisors out there, as a matter of fact, who who do manage money uh, within annuities. When uh, we work with uh, financial advisors, so the advantage of that is the money that you're compounding is growing tax deferred, and therefore it's 
growing at a much faster yeah, pace. Yeah, I'm not really convinced that tax-deferred is, is the world's greatest thing in the world. Tax-deferred simply means that you're going to pay a higher tax when you actually pay the taxes. Uh, you might be better off paying taxes currently uh, because at least you've got a shot at earning long-term capital gains and and deferred and and uh, 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 tax preferred uh, uh, dividends and things like that with, with an annuity or with with a uh, 401k you're going to pay ordinary income you're yeah. going to pay the highest taxes available and so yeah, why yeah, probably we, the big reason that people are going into them is because they're lured by tax deferred growth. Yeah, they are. And 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 but tax deferred growth is not necessarily a good thing. It means that you will pay more in taxes. Mm-hmm. And you might be better off not paying so much in taxes and you might be better off uh, having more choices and the real expense of 401k's and tax deferred accounts is having lousy choices. Yeah. It's not having your employer offer you decent choices in the 401k or your or being limited to one uh uh insurance company that only offers uh uh say Vanguard funds. You know, and you really don't have much to work with there. So you're saying that you think it can make sense to put money into variable annuities and, and do your strategy, but in certain ways it's better do it outside of a variable annuity. Well, I, I would I would rather see do it outside of a variable annuity or do it in a variable universal life policy. Now, in a variable universal life policy, you can actually manage money in a variable universal life policy and withdraw your money tax-free during your lifetime. Tax-free is better than tax-deferred. That's considered a loan where you take the money out, though, right? Pardon? It's considered a loan where you take the money out of a variable It's universe. considered a loan, and it's usually done at uh, uh, as little as 0% interest. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's considered a loan, yeah. And that's a good thing. So what are some of the uh, policies that variable annuities and variable universal life that you offer through W. Donahue? Well, we don't sell insurance. We work primarily with financial advisors, but certainly uh, we like uh, uh, Nationwide has some good programs, including their 401Ks, uh, Security Benefit Life, uh, uh, um, American Scandia are, are some of the ones that we like. There's, there's only a few of them. I mean, basically, if they don't have RIDEX and Pro Funds in them, uh, as the investment choices and a wide range of them, that's we're probably not going to have the tools to to manage the money properly. Right. Um, but you know, fortunately, uh, Ridex has just uh, been purchased by Security Benefits, so I think we could see some really interesting uh, and imaginative products coming out of there. Okay, very good. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Bill Donahue, uh, Chairman of W Donahue and Company. A proactive uh, manager of money um, and uh, we'll be talking more about this after the break. We'll be back after the break. The Bottom Line in Business Voice America Business 
Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve total wealth management. Listen to three-dimensional wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-dimensional wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to three-dimensional wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Have you ever had a bad day and wish someone could come along and change it at the flip of a switch? Do you dream of living the life of wealth, great relationships, and the perfect job, but don't know where to start? Then tune into The Winner's Attitude with corporate trainers, motivators, authors, and hosts, Jeff and Val G. No difficult strategies or complicated keys. Jeff and Val present a powerful and effective technology to switch your operating system to create the most amazing life. It has been said that winners have simply formed the habit of doing amazing things. Winners know how to activate that switch, and so can you. The Winner's Attitude with Jeff and Val G. Broadcast each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The Winner's Attitude. Switch me on. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show, our final segment with uh, Bill Donahue, uh, who's the chairman of W. Donahue & Company, which is a nationally registered investment advisor doing so-called proactive investing. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, money market funds. Uh, you kind of made your name originally with money market funds, the Donahue Money Fund Average. Uh, why should people have money in money market funds uh, versus CDs or even uh, differently the money market accounts at banks these days? Well, I think people see that, that, that money market funds are probably one of the safest investments you can have. Uh, and, and they're attractive compared to, uh, say, CDs. A CD may, may offer a higher... Uh, return than, than a, a money market fund, but by the time you get it, the money market fund has paid you more than the, the CD has, uh, because uh, a money market fund is going to pay a, a market rate of return, and as interest rates rise, uh, it's going to pay a higher and higher rate of return, whereas the CD is going to promise you a return and pay you that and no more. So that 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 if if if, uh, if you accept the CD, you're avoiding the opportunity to get a get a higher return over say the next next six months in in a money market fund. So your view is uh, interest rates are going to be rising here, and therefore it'd be better to be in a money fund than a CD. 
Yes. Yeah. And 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 then I would be looking at 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 money funds that that had really short maturities, uh, such as uh, uh, ones that that invested in in uh, repurchase agreements, which are just really have a, an overnight average maturity. So that uh, essentially they're they're reinvesting every day because one is doing that is getting a higher higher return every day, and so that that's attractive. Um, one of the things I find fi- funny is, is these ads for this uh, 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 Hong Kong uh, bank and 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 and, uh, and savings company. Yeah, HSBC. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, they say they're paying eleven times what the na- na- uh, national savings rate is. Well, no one in their right mind is investing at the national savings rate. That's the rate that that that, that banks pay their their investors, which is probably a quarter percent or something like that. In fact, someone was telling me uh, who publishes Money Market Intelligence that they're actually uh, paying, uh, that money funds are actually paying, uh, the worst money funds are paying like 80 to 80 times the rate of, of that, that bank account. <laughs> it's not a great deal, but it's 11 times the national savings. No, but it, see, this is, this, is a, this is the problem. You know, when you're dealing with, with money market mutual funds, you're dealing with an SEC-regulated instrument, and, and, and they've got to play by a set of rules, and, and they're regulated, and the SEC watches them very closely, Whereas banks don't really feel the responsibility to follow the rules. And I had problems with this before. There used to be banks that would call themselves money market funds, which they weren't. You know, they weren't money market funds. They were money market deposit accounts, which is a, a different instrument. Which is typically much lower yield than a money market fund because it's not reflecting the market directly. Exactly, exactly. So money market funds... Pretty good deal today, paying about five and a half percent. Look around for the table on on money market fund returns and look at the top of the list, and those are probably pretty good choices. If you're a small business, uh, you might even consider paying your bills with money fund checks because you're going to get a higher return than you're going to get from your bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, United. Uh, 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 services, uh, 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 money market funds down in, in San Antonio, Texas are a pretty good deal. Uh, they've got one fund down there that, uh, that pays uh, a, 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 that pays a return on, uh, their investments and, and their investments are in U.S. government, um, uh, agency securities, which are exempt from state and local taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, heck, you know that 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 means that you're going to get a pretty nice, uh, effective return, probably higher than on an after state state tax basis than you're going to get from anything else. Yeah, and, and and you can write checks. As I remember, I think you can still write checks in any amount. Before we go to our last topic, I just again want people to know how they can uh, contact your company, your phone number, and your website, because uh, we've talked about a lot of interesting things, and if they want to follow up, uh, tell them how they can do that. Sure. Uh, uh, we're at 1-800-642-4276. Uh, 
uh, toll-free number, and uh, you can find us at uh, uh, com. D-O-N-O-G-H-U-E. If you get it wrong, you go, oh, gee, and then you remember. Um, and also, I, I do a column for uh, uh, MarketWatch.com, and and uh, and I have a newsletter there called the Proactive Fund Investor at, uh, uh, at MarketWatch.com too. That's which something is, they, they need to subscribe to, or they can get that for free. Uh, they can subscribe to it, uh, but it's you know it's it's Dow, it's a Dow Jones newsletter. It's it's not too bad. <laughs> Very good. Um, with the remaining time here, I just want to talk briefly about uh, the so-called double beta S&P funds. These are funds that uh, have twice the return, either on the upside or the downside, of the S&P. I think they have them for NASDAQ and others. Uh, how do you use those in combination with money market funds to get decent returns? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. In the la- since the first of the year, there's been 75 new uh, exchange-traded funds that have come out that, that are either inverse funds or leverage funds. The leverage funds are mostly double beta. Uh, and you might say be talking about a fund that, that, that earns twice what the, the S&P 500 does. You say, well, why would I want to be that risky? You know, what if, if the S&P 500 loses money? I'm going to lose money. And the, the, the reality is, if you put, I suppose you got $50,000 and you put half of it in one of these double beta funds, you've now gone, you're now going to earn twice what the S&P 500 is earning on half of the money. You put the other half in a money fund, you, you now got a net return of two and a half percent above what the S&P 500 is doing. That's better than being in Vanguard. So this is so a, there's some a pretty clever ways you can use these funds, and I think you'll find that as people begin to get more uh, comfortable with with these double beta and inverse funds, there'll be some really clever strategies that people will be using. And this is something that Donahue offers, this management of these uh, double beta funds? Well, we use them in our, our portfolios when appropriate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, uh, you know, we're always a little bit ahead of some of the other people. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, in wrapping up, I just wanted to kind of thank you very much for being part of the show, Bill. Uh, you've, you've described a lot of very interesting strategies that people might not be familiar with. Uh, there are ways of making money if the stock market falls, if it rises, uh, in aggressive ways. You've, you've uh, cut their uh, uh, expense ratios in many ways compared to mutual funds. Uh, you've always been a pioneer uh, in the mutual fund business, and maybe you just want to close with kind of what your outlook is for all of these things and, and what's happening in the mutual fund business. Well, I think that, that, that the most innovative thing that's happening in mutual funds is, is to follow the exchange-traded funds. I mean, I think those things are going to be some of the most imaginative investments out there. I do think interest rates are going to be rising over the next uh, uh, six months or so, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next year, next ten years, we saw the stock market go flat. So I would uh, I would want to use the best tools that I got. Very good. Okay, well, appreciate it very much, Bill. Uh, this has been Bill Donahue of the uh, W Donahue and Company. Again, you can find him at donahue.com or 800-642-4276. And this has been your host, the Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. We'll be back next week. 
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.